0: Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit heritagerealtyknox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service.
1: Well, another W for Tennessee basketball as they go down to the hump and take a victory away from Mississippi State. How the volunteers look the rest of the way. Plus, we take a peek at the Super Bowl for the first time this week. Your Thursday TSL begins now. All right, well, good morning. Thursday TSL. Lots to get into today from the Budweiser Studios, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. Strong start, strong finish. Tennessee reaches the finish line with a 72-63 victory over Mississippi State. Will, the men went away from Thompson Bowen Arena. Mississippi State wanted to beat him up on the inside, but another fantastic night from Josiah Jordan-James. Kennedy Chandler adding to it as well. I'm gonna tell you, man. Tennessee looks like they found themselves a the third score, and last night it looked like they didn't miss a beat without any Olivia Kuma in the lineup whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and the big thing is they another night. I mean, how many times uh, am I gonna say this? Right, it sounds like a broken record. Well, they're not gonna shoot 42 percent or better beyond the arc again, right? And then they did so. Long-term, that's not a sustainable strategy. I do think taking fewer threes is helping them, and they're taking better threes. So I, I think that that is one thing that helps. I don't think it's a bad shooting team. They, they, I think they just took bad shots at times. But I thought last night they did a great job limiting when they took threes instead of just throwing you, you, Here's what you don't see from Tennessee a whole lot anymore right now, Ivins. Three passes on the perimeter, somebody throws up a three, two feet behind the yard because the the opponent lets them take it, Right. That's helping things, but they shot 42% beyond the arc again. Now, is that sustainable long-term? No, of course not. You're, you know, th- this isn't, this isn't splash brothers. And that's what you'd have to be, to be able to, to, to keep this, this clip up, but they did it again last night and is, and then that's going to help things a ton. And it means that teams have to start respecting it a ton more, the way that you're shooting it. And that's going to open things up underneath as well.
1: Rick Martin said post game last night that they knew they were going to get pounded on the inside. And that was kind of, that had to be kind of what they wanted to do last night. Was it not? Will you lose Olivia Kumar, Tennessee fouled way too much, way too early, allowed Mississippi state to stay in the game, but you kind of have to give Mississippi state credit. Do you not? I mean, they put intense pressure on the inside and forced Tennessee. All right, let's see how well you guys can do. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the freshman. He gets his first start. He scores the first two buckets Absorb some fouls, say what you will about the freshman's first start, but Mississippi State had a game plan. Tennessee hitting from outside is what helped them win this basketball game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially at the beginning of the game when they jumped out of that big lead they Tennessee just not literally knocked down every shot they had. Right. So uh, that helped. And then Tennessee was able to for the most part, stay in front of Mississippi State after the shots. I don't want to say cooled down, but uh, you know, when, once they started missing off shot, which is not something they did in the early portions of that game, uh, and then you saw down in the second half, they only took eight three pointers. They're like four of eight from beyond the arc in the second half. That's that's smart, man. That's smart basketball. Um, so so I love that. But at the five-minute mark, they went. They were down one. So and then they were able to still may finish this game off and make it happen, which is something I think is another great area of growth, but in a night where Powell's over two, Chandler's one for three, you end up with a, a really nice shooting night. But what we didn't see is that three of eight or, or three of 10 shooting night from Ziegler from beyond the arc or anything like that. He's really playing within himself right now and playing quality basketball I think that that's massive. He had five steals in the night. I mean, that was it was a game that they let you, you know, they, they did let them get a little bit more physical last night, which I think plays in Tennessee's favor. But you're right, they they pounded the rock inside. Nine Jeffries, nine field goal attempts. Smith seven field goal attempts. Uh, Brooks nine field goal attempts. That's what they try to do is we're going to beat Tennessee on the interior. It was a smart way to go about it. Tennessee does knock down outside shots. Tennessee. Doesn't take bad outside shots. Shots selections got a ton better. And Tennessee ends up getting the win. And it was the first time Mississippi State had lost at home in conference this year.
1: Josiah Jordan James. What more can we keep saying about this guy? You know, I, throughout the season, I kept banging my fist on the desk inside of the building. Whatever it was, the countertop there inside our studio. And I just kept asking for Josiah Jordan James to be more of a consistent scorer besides just being a defensive man on the floor. Now, all of a sudden, he's gone from, hey, can you possibly be the guy who gets you eight to 10 points a night as the third score? Will, right now, it seems like Tennessee is hopping on the back of Josiah Jordan James, and they're going to go as far as the Charleston native is going to take him. He's just been flat out incredible the last three games.
0: No, he really has. He's been been absolutely fantastic the last three games, and he's crushing the outside shot. What I liked is that when they went small for so long, it didn't. Uh, affect what they did with with Josiah Jordan James. So I I love that. And because that was my biggest concern of I don't know if I go small ball because Josiah Jordan James is probably the biggest reason you've been winning these games the last couple games. I don't know if I would upset that apple card. Well they they were able to go small and not upset that apple card. But the big thing again is is going with going small is whenever they've gone small, they've taken just a lot of bad threes. And they didn't take bad threes last night when they had to go small. And so um, <clears throat> mentioned it that I mentioned yesterday that I thought it, there's got to be something Rick Barnes has seen in practice that isn't translating to game time yet as far as what they okay, what what how well Tennessee's able to play when you go small ball, and maybe what he needs to do to get them to have the longest run in the tournament they possibly can. And if you can continue to have good shot selection while going small instead of, uh, Chandler beats somebody off the dribble, drives into traffic, doesn't know what to do with the basketball or Ziegler, Vescovi take a three that's two three right. feet beyond the three-point line that they don't need to take. That's not what it was last night when they went small. So I, I think that bodes really, really, really well for Tennessee. Look, Tennessee's got better players and they're better than Mississippi State. That's not always who wins basketball games for the most part. So I, I thought that last night showed a lot of improvement for Tennessee. It showed that they could survive getting uh, defensively the ball pounded into the paint against them, even if they go small. It showed that they can still rely on Josiah Jordan James. You're not forcing him to have to be a any type of inside post presence or uh, making this too congested around the perimeter if just I you know, for Josiah, Jordan James and, and keeping right. him from being able to score more. And I thought that it showed that they can have quality shot selection while keeping the ball in their guards' hands.
1: That's Will West Tyler Ivan. Six five six, ninety nine hundred one 866 9900 Look at us here. Just under 96 hours away until Super Bowl 56. You're going to be able to hear the 56th edition of the big game right here as Westwood 1 brings you Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and the Bengals. It's going to be heard right here with game day coverage all day from Los Angeles. Heard right here on 99.1, the sports animal. Eric Kane. good morning. How about
2: an update? Tennessee jumped out on a 14-2 run last night, carried the fight on in Starkville, defeating Mississippi State 72-63. Kennedy Chandler and Josiah jordan James both scored 18 points as four volunteers finished in double figures. Former Tennessee football players Alante Taylor and Valus Jones, Cade Mays, Matthew Butler have received invitations to the NFL Combine. That scouting combine will be from Indianapolis March 1st through the 7th. And other scores in college hoops, it was a knot of upsets. SMU knocked off fifth-ranked Houston, 85-83. Oklahoma took down number nine Texas Tech, 70-55. And Rutgers topped Ohio State, 66-64. Super Bowl coming up this weekend. The Bengals and the Rams. More in depth than that when TSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. All right, Tyler Ivan. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Coffin nails.
0: Yeah, no, fantastic call there. That was fantastic. Here, here's what I want to know W-O-W. from you. Yeah, we're we're just getting into kind of coverage of it this week because everything going on with Tennessee and things like that. But yeah. here's what I want where I want to start here. Um, what does this mean for each of the player, each of the teams, each of the players if they could win this Super Bowl? And I want to start out with the quarterbacks. If you don't care, Matthew Stafford. If we could just bounce around the room real fast, Matthew Stafford. What does it mean for him if he wins this Super Bowl?
1: <laughs> you know, it's a shame because. I think it might, not to take away from Matt Stafford, the player, because he's obviously going to be the one who accomplished all this. But, man, what it's going to do is it's really going to look, the focus needs to be shifted on the Detroit Lions franchise, about how they just, whether it's ownership, whether it has just been their franchise, Ford Field, the Silver Dome, being on an Indian burial ground, whatever it may be, that franchise has just ruined and has delayed the growth and the success of so many franchise, so many players in their franchise who would have thought that Matt Stafford first year, he leaves Detroit goes to Los Angeles continues to shine like he has. And then now he's going to be leading the Rams to a Super Bowl. That is if they do pull it off, um, Anytime his teammates talk about him, even if it's a punchline about the Lions, even if it is about how long it took to get him out of Detroit, it didn't take Matt Stafford long for him to be able to be liked in that city and liked by that franchise and his coaching staff. And he continued to bail out his coach, Sean McVay, when he would make some of the most dumbest decisions and challenges I've ever seen in a football game. That would be the first thing. Not to mention he had a wife who had a brain tumor that was, you know, at times that it was benign, but it was still pressing against her brain. And his family's been through a lot. He's been through a lot, you know, outside of being the number one pick out of Georgia this would be a fantastic story, and a player like Matt Stafford, who really, if you think about it, you just watch Detroit games on Sunday ticket when you would flip through the 1 o'clock portion, Will, and you just watch this man with his left or right arm dangling from his socket, and you're just like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you keep doing this to yourself? Detroit clearly doesn't care about you because they don't get you enough O-line help. So to watch a guy just get beating – and battered and just bruised and just continue to sit in front of a microphone and go 3-13 and 13 every year and go, yeah, man, it's great to get paid, but it ain't worth it here in Detroit. That would be great for Matt Stafford.
0: Yeah, Caner, tell me if I'm wrong here. I think that if Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl, Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. And I think that right now, it is the difference in whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. He's the 12th leading passer in the history of the National Football League. He's going to pass John Elway next year. In two years, he'll pass Eli Manning and become a top 10 passer. And probably three years, if he can play three more years or at least two and a half, he passes Marino and gets the number nine on this list. I think if Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Famer, and I think it comes down to that, that big of a mark on his legacy, this one Super Bowl game.
2: Yeah, if he uh, continues that trajectory, then uh, absolutely, that's a conversation to have in a couple of years. Obviously, the Super Bowl ring would help that, but I think just for right now, it just proves that Matt Stafford's good, right? I mean, we've all we've said from year after year after year that you know Matt Stafford is a good quarterback just playing on a crappy team, and... You know, getting traded this offseason, going to a good team, making the playoffs, now making the Super Bowl, now winning a Super Bowl. I think it just solidifies that. It might sound just so green, just saying, oh, now we know Matt Stafford's good. But now we know Matt Stafford really is truly one of the better quarterbacks in this era. It's overshadowed by Rodgers and Brady's and Breeze and, and, you know, the Mannings and everybody like that. But still, he just played with for a crappy, crappy organization. And now he's getting his due.
0: Yeah, So so I I just look at it, think about what Super Bowls do to people, right? The difference in Drew yeah. Brees, a guy who was an accumulator versus Drew Brees gets a Super Bowl and Drew Brees is an all-time great. Uh, and he probably should have been in that all-time great cat- category to begin with. Uh, Joe Flacco, he gets a Super Bowl. Is he elite? Is Joe Flacco elite? Is he not? When he wasn't close, right? At any point in time in his career, other than that one postseason run, like it just seems to matter that much for Matt, for, for a quarterback to have that one Super Bowl ring. What about Joe Burrow? Eric, let's start with you. What does it what does it do for Joe Burrow's career if he gets a Super Bowl this early on?
2: I mean, solidifies that he's the coolest guy in the league. <laughs> no, I mean, it just shows that he truly is one of the next generation quarterbacks. I mentioned all the quarterbacks of this era. Most of those have retired, if not soon to be retiring. Now you're ushering in the Mahomes and, of course, the Allens. Joe Burrow's right there. Um, so you know, he's still so early on in his career. That you know, it's too early to to forecast what could be ten years from now, but it solidifies that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, and it just goes to show you how daunting the AFC is going to be for years to come. Do you think he's the new
1: Joe Cool? You're absolutely right. Look, Joe Montana is Joe Cool, but he's the new Joe Cool. I well, he was being interviewed two weeks ago, sidelines in Arrowhead after they just knocked off the Chiefs in the AFC title game. And the reporter had to ask him, Joe, how are you not elated? You just you just came into Kansas City and knocked off the Chiefs, and now you're going to the Super Bowl and only in your second year. And it was almost like he didn't break stride. His personality was still the same. He's like, just boilerplate, just, yeah, we, we expected to be here. We we knew we could win this game. It's like nothing shakes this kid, even like to get excited just no emotion whatsoever well he's gonna attempt to do something that hasn't been done a Heisman a Natty you know a Super Bowl and he's gonna do it in his first two years I mean this time last year he was nursing an ACL tear and there were arguments about whether or not they should go out and get Penesel or they actually were going to follow Joe Burrow's kind of guidance and then go get his teammate from LSU Jamar Chase who's absolutely just lit up and is likely your rookie of the year this year I just That's another franchise. I mean, we go from Cincinnati, won't get out of their own way. Cincinnati's just always going to be the team that can't get past the wild card round or, you know, they'll never be able to let go of the drive against San Francisco from previous Super Bowl. And it just kind of felt like it was boilerplate again. I hate to keep using that word, but it just seems like it was kind of common. Now Cincinnati is four quarters away from winning the Super Bowl, and anytime I make a comment to my friends out loud or I go to a window or I go to a book on my app and I go, well, you yeah, I'm going to put some more money on L.A., I keep getting reminded how stupid it is to keep betting against Cincinnati because Cincinnati is just going to keep laughing in your face and they're going to keep just proving you wrong. I mean, I feel like I'm almost disrespecting this franchise by thinking, oh, there's no way you can beat the Rams, Yeah. Well, you've already beat how many other teams? You went to Nashville, beat the one seed. You went to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, the unbeatable Chiefs, in overtime. I feel like I'm just spitting in the face of Cincinnati fans by betting against Joe Burrow, and he just keeps proving people wrong.
0: Look, I think that Joe Burrow becomes the top five quarterback in the league instantly if he wins the Super Bowl. And part of that's that Brady will be gone. Roethlisberger's gone. We've lost Breeze recently. Uh, Deshaun Watson is definitely removed for that conversation for right now. I think it goes from Joe Burrow's next to Joe Burrow's now, and if you can win a Super Bowl this early on, and then it becomes it's it's like Mahomes at that point. Yeah, how many can he win? That's that's what it'll become: is how many can he win? And we'll add, and then we'll see how they manage the salary cap once you have to pay Joe Burrow legitimate quarterback money. But I think for Joe Burrow, he literally becomes a top five quarterback. And look, he replaces Brady in that top five. He's never taken Brady's spot because Brady's in the conversation with Mahomes. Rogers, Brady right at the top, but he's in the top five and he jumps the Matt Ryans of the world and people like that into that top five conversation. He may do it already if he plays well again next year, but I think a super bowl solidifies him in that top five without issue.
1: That's Will West, Tyler Ivan, six, five, six, 9900, one, 9900. Hey, Will, uh, will you allow me the opportunity on the other side to find you some silly things that I've done some digging on? Because when it comes to super bowl prop bets, When they say you can literally bet on anything, well, guess what? You can almost quite literally bet on anything when it comes to the Super Bowl. We'll explain next here on the starting lineup. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. All right, boys. All this talk about the Super Bowl, it's making me antsy. It's making me antsy. What I want to do is I just want to keep going to my favorite window, whatever it may be for you. I know a lot of us are endorsing a lot of favorite sports books. But that's doing some digging and seeing where we can find the best money possible. Now, look, we all want to put our thumb in the sugar bowl one way or the other. Our wives are going to be like, "Oh, that's cute. Let's see if we can time out the national anthem, or let's see how many times they have a dog in a commercial that features beer or a vehicle, or you know, what color is this going to be, or what will there be cleavage by Mary J. Blige during this part of the. It's all exciting and Super Bowl prop bets are the best part, in my opinion, about Super Bowl Sunday, which you're not, you know, you're going to be able to hear the game right here. Westwood one bringing you Super Bowl 56 coverage uh, right here on ninety nine point one. The sports animal. Gentlemen, I did some digging last night. Can we do an experiment together? Which one of these do you believe would happen? Yes or no? Will, I dropped you the list as well. Let's go through this list. I want you to comb through it. Is there one, you too, Eric Kane? is there one immediately that stands out to you that you just say money has to be spent on one of these 10 prop bets that stand out during the Super Bowl 56 coverage?
0: Oh yeah, see, I have no idea what the answer is to any of these, but <laughs> it doesn't mean they're not a ton of fun, right? So but my favorite is always what color is the Gatorade? Yeah, That right. is always my favorite one. And so, you know, in the day, back in the day, Josh Ward used to have a friend that worked in the sports industry and he would be able to tell him, Hey, I, this is the color Gatorade they're sending everybody right now. And it was amazing how often it worked out. I mean, I think only maybe once it missed and the rest of the time it was spot on. Uh, that's the color Gatorade they sent to the winning team. So it was <laughs> like he got insider information on whether or it's not. So, good. Uh, I so that was the, that is the one that I always liked the most is what color is the Gatorade? Hey, wh- wh- what is the number on that Gatorade? who what's What's the favorite there?
1: All right, well, obviously, red. Red is the one that everybody always wants to get their hands on. Again, what color Gatorade will be dumped on the head coach? Plus a dollar fifty for red. Plus three dollars for clear or water. Yellow, orange, blue, and purple. Purple going as high right now, Will, as plus
0: 1,800. Ooh, so there's some value there. So that that one is always my favorite one. Do we have any celebrity-based ones? Like, is, that's always one that, how many times is Giselle going to be on camera? How many times Eli's in the Super Bowl? How many times is Peyton going to be on camera? Or Archie. Do we have any celebrity-based ones?
1: The Drake curse. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, Kaner. What team jersey is Drake going to be wearing at the Super Bowl when they put him on camera? Oh, Bengals I, or Rams? Rams. L.A. for sure. Yeah, he's Rams are... Right Rams right now, Drake to be wearing a Rams
2: jersey minus two twenty. Yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah. Massive favor for him to be wearing a Rams jersey. And you know what that means? Bengals, by look just more <laughs> lock. The Bengals are gonna exactly. win.
2: Exactly. I like this one. Um, who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first? Okay, so if you want to if you want <laughs> it's to be God. If God. you want to make some money, you got God at three to one. Okay. So that, that that's a safe bet. but also some nice value here in family, twelve to one. You know, I wouldn't be in here without one for my dad pushing me every single day growing up with the backfields, you know, my family sacrifice, you know, so family at 12 to one value, but it's got to be God at three to one.
1: I can't recall the last time somebody didn't thank God right out of the gate. Now, granted, I'm usually not, you know, usually I don't stick around and watch the Super Bowl MVP interview because I never bet on this. But I'll tell you, this year, I might actually throw a couple coins there on who's going to think first. Some of the other ones that I find very interesting. And Gentlemen, You, I, if there's anybody who probably needs to answer this, Will West, it's probably West Coast rap uh, Eric Kane. <laughs> Kane, what's the first song that's going to be performed at halftime? Right what, now, what the odds-on favorite, Lose Yourself at Plus 250. That's good. My Name is at Plus 275. I know song. The real Slim Shady plus three fifty. I know that song. Without me plus five hundred, and hey, Kaner, my tears gone cold. I wonder why. Stan is plus nine hundred, or any other song you can get right now plus one seventy
0: five. I feel like any other song is just free money, right? At plus yeah, one seventy five, it, has to be. it has to be. It's not like you're just you're not just starting just with them, right? And then moving to somebody else because if it's just them. It's gonna be "Lose Yourself" or "My Name Is." Uh, I think that he he seems to have kind of moved on from the slim shady stuff. So I think "Lose Yourself" is the is the is the bet there. But if you bring them all, like "California Love" would be the one you start with. It's either gonna be the start of the I close. See, that's what to I thought. It's either gonna be the start of the close.
1: Here's the thing, though. How many times do you go to a concert, Will? And maybe you haven't been to a concert in some time. And you would think the best song that an artist or a band plays, they save to like the encore or the end. Dude, I'm going to concerts now where it's just like, heck yeah, let's do it. I, I, two and a half hours of awesome, and then third song on the set list, it's like, here comes Welcome to the Jungle, and you're like, wait, what? Guns N' Roses are playing Welcome to the Jungle song three? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. But that's how they're doing it now these days.
0: A lot of times they'll do the the new stuff late. used to do the new stuff first to make you sit through until the stuff you wanted to hear at the end. Yeah. Now they'll do go the other way. They'll play the, play the hits first to get you there, and then – uh, that way you feel like you got some portion of a show if you end up leaving early and then they'll play the new stuff later on. And then the encore right. course where you get the biggest hits that are there. I just think lose yourself or California love are the two that you roll with. All right. If it's just him to start, it's going to be lose yourself. If it's everybody on stage, it's going to be California love. Cause they're going to do it. It's in LA plus the re- Kendrick's there because he's the one guy that you, that you could have doing Tupac's verse and people will be okay with it.
2: I got one that just looks like free money. Uh, how many times will the chains be used for measurements? Oh, yes. I, okay, so the overs the the juice at minus one ten. The under is at one twenty. The the number set at one and a half. I mean that that's clearly an over, right? I mean you're going to see the chains more more, more than once. I, yeah, mean, I agree. You're going to see them at least twice. So yeah, I I, I think I think that one I'd, I'd hit the over and I'd, I'd I'd play some, you know I would I'd make a dedication to that one. Investment in that one.
0: One that you threw on this list, Ivins, that I think is really interesting because somebody in traffic at NBC knows the answer to this question. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be easy to fix. Which is what? What? Which company is the first commercial to air following the coin toss? Yeah. Bud Light and Budweiser at fifteen to one. Coke at nineteen to one. Hyundai Hyundai Skittles at nineteen to one. Mars MMs twenty four to one. Kia twenty four to one. And the field is three to two. Yeah. It's interesting. that Hyundai's there. Is, am I wrong there to look at that? It's like, I mean, it's why as far are they as, so high? Yeah. Yeah. Why are they so not high? The eighth, uh, you know what I mean? They, ate, yeah. they The 8th best-selling manufacturer of vehicles in the we're, U.S. Right? Doritos. Doritos. Yeah. That would be the field. That'd be a
1: three two the option thing.
0: there, Caner.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: why is, but he's got a point, Caner. Why is Hyundai so high on this list with the soda products and the beer products? Right there with Coke. Right there with Coke. You're right.
2: It's not going to be Budweiser. They'll say Budweiser. I feel like they'll but say Bud Light, like, too. I, I mean, they usually, they always do, don't they? I mean, usually I'm The commercial
1: there. I've seen the most promo for right now is this whole Peyton Manning, the dude it bides, the Big Lebowski, Michelob Ultra commercial. That's why I was blown away Mick Ultra wasn't up there. They got well, Steve, Bouch- Steve Buscemi's handy Peyton, his bowling shoes. You can yeah. tell they're going for the Big Lebowski thing going on there. You, I don't I think know, you, boys.
0: You, you throw a little flyer on Bud Light, right? Like if you had 15 to 1, you throw 25 on Bud Light. And I think you throw twenty five on Hyundai at nineteen to one, and you throw twenty five on the field at three to two. Six five six ninety nine hundred, one eight six 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 five six ninety nine hundred. Do we do we know the national anthem time? That number do we we don't know yet. Okay. Yeah,
1: we don't know yet. And I'll tell you, they're they're starting to get smart now. Either A books are not offering it anymore, or B. Books are just staying away, or people are, bettors are staying away from it after the Lady Gaga thing from three years ago, where she held out the extra brave in the home of the brave, the brave. And it's just like, wait, wait, no, no, is it that brave or is it the, you got to make sure you read the terminology inside all of your bets. If not, you could get screwed. So there's some people who are like, I'm not letting some person sit there and hold out the hard brave for 42 seconds longer and then it screws me. So to answer your question, we don't but that has a lot to do with a prop bet I want to talk about coming up in hour number two because there's one out of these ten that I've actually already bet, and I'm going to tell you what it is because it has something to do with the National Anthem, but it's not the National Anthem. He's Will West, Tyler Ivins, Eric kane has got an update. Love it or leave it to wrap up hour number one of the program next. You're on the starting lineup, 99.1, the Sports Animal.
2: Tennessee jumped out on a 14 2 run, carried the fight in Starkville, defeating Mississippi State 72 63. Kennedy Chandler, Josiah Jordan James scored 18 apiece. Former Tennessee football players Lante Taylor, Valus Jones, Cade Mays, Matthew Butler have received invitations to the NFL Combine. The night of upsets last night in college hoops, SMU knocked off number five Houston 85 83. Oklahoma took down number nine Texas Tech. 70 to 55, and Rutgers topped Ohio State 66 to 64. And some sad news in uh Major League Baseball. Former big leaguer Jeremy Giambi has passed away at the age of 47. Jeremy was the younger brother of Jason Giombi. The cause of death is unknown at this time. Love or to leave it coming up next year on TSL. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Will a player leave the game due to a concussion
1: symptoms and not return? One of just the hundreds, if not thousands. Thousands of prop bets you can make on it's Super kind of morbid Bowl Fifty Six. It's very morbid, but the odds are almost minuscule. Yeah. no minus one fifty, yes plus one twenty. You know, who has more Oscar nominations compared to catches? Cooper Cup to up in the air or look up there? What's Leo DeCat. Oh man, dude, it they are getting don't look creep. up. Yeah, yeah, don't look up. Excuse it, me. Yeah, uh, they are getting super creative on. Super Bowl to like fashion, Super Bowl to entertainment, Super Bowl to just everything, man. And if you're a degenerate, don't look over here. I don't get that degen. I don't fall that. I don't get on the platform and fall that far. <laughs> well,
0: but, you're getting uh, you're getting retail gamblers there, right? That's what you're trying yeah. to do. Is you're yes. trying to get the person who doesn't gamble very often. Uh, here and there, they might gamble, but they'll gamble on the Super Bowl and they see that and it catches their attention. So it's kind of like yeah, it, it's like meme coins that I always talk about or meme stocks. It's you're getting retail. You're not getting uh. The pros,
1: uh, the prop bet that I've already bet on, I will share that with you coming up in hour number two, plus some other ones including non-quarterbacks and touchdowns. Some of these numbers that actually impress you. To wrap up hour number one, this is love it or leave it for a Thursday. Caner, if you would please.
2: All right, gentlemen. Brandon Huntley Hatfield made his first career start last night in Starkville. Love it or leave it. The freshman starting in place of Olivier Cummwa. Uh, I mean.
1: We kind of thought there was a chance this could happen. There was the Justin Powell whispers. It was, hey, let's just see how they do. He actually goes out there and scores the first two buckets. He looks solid. He only has the only four points in the night, but they attacked him early. And you're going to see this happen moving forward if Huntley Hatfield continues to stick in the lineup. So baptism by fire, throw him out there in the fight and see how well he does. I'll give him a passing grade. They won.
0: They won. And frankly, they were better when he was on the floor than when he wasn't. So yep. I love this. I mean, I just point blank. I mean, he, the, the foul troubles, I was a You know what I mean? It was a And oh, what's the other guy that came off the bench. I, I can't do. remember.
2: I, 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 do. I do.
0: I do. Yeah. It, it was the, those two guys were the foul problems. So uh, Huntley Hatfield, thumbs up. I, I think that you probably increase his minutes from here and see if you can get him into that 22, 24 minutes a game at some point in time by the end of February. So I love this.
2: I think it's good that you saw Tennessee plan that much in that type of game. I don't know if he'll be a quote-unquote starter moving forward. I think it made sense last night with the length of Mississippi State, but it's hard not to love it because, again, like Will said, you got the win. CBS Sports ranked each of the previous fifty five Super Bowls and Malcolm Butler's goal line interception of Russell Wilson coming in as the number one game. Love or leave it, Super Bowl forty nine is the best big game you've ever witnessed. Yeah, no, I leave this. I absolutely leave this. It's not the Give not, it to it's it's, it, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's, it it's
0: 19 it. and no, that's what it is. It's, it's the, it's the helmet catch <laughs> that, that I've got, a, that I've got yeah. this autographed picture of courtesy of our buddy, John Wilkerson, right above the desk right now where I'm, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I absolutely think that was the biggest one because of the narrative of it, right? Because yeah. It, it was them and and, and screw you, Bode, going nuts on everybody, running up the score on everybody all year long, and then getting knocked off by kind of an upstart blue-collar Giants team. No, that was the one. And David Tyree, uh-huh. who's a preacher now, you know what I mean, that ends up with the, the miraculous really? catch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ended up retiring the league like two years later and becoming I was a pastor.
2: Say, he, I don't even think, well, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't even make the team the next year, did he?
0: No, I don't think so. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, or he bounced around Brad to squad to that that kind of thing. Those were his options, Um, but he ended up becoming a pastor and yeah, that is, that is the one is the, the, the Bowl giants over the uh, Patriots.
1: That's the right answer. But can I just ask you quickly, why do you believe CBS Sports ranked the Seahawks Patriots as number one. And do you believe Russell Wilson still thinks about not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch? And if he doesn't, how does Pete Carroll to this day, how does Pete Carroll not run down the sidelines and go, no, 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 no. Timeout, timeout, timeout. What, What are we doing? Give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. He, we're on the one and a half yard line. Like, how does Pete Carroll just have a lapse of judgment and not go? Don't be stupid.
0: Don't be stupid. It was, be was Bevel, right? It was Bevel yeah. that called. It was a Bevel that called that. Yeah, so, yes. Can but Pete Carroll's got to override him. He does have to override that. I completely agree right. with you there. If you're, uh, yeah, I, I think it's. Let's be honest. With how poorly that offense has been managed for a really long time and Russell Wilson's just kind of carried them kicking and screaming into winning seasons over and over yeah. and over again, it's probably one of many of his beefs with Seattle's uh, coaching staff.
2: Jason Lockenfor is reporting that the Panthers are shifting their focus to pick quarterback Kenny Pickett, and they won't let the opportunity to draft him pass. Love or leave it, Carolina finds their future quarterback at number six.
1: Uh, Jason Lockenfor last night on social media made it seem like that it is Carolina or bus for the Pittsburgh product. Look, say what you will about who's at one, who's at two, how the offensive linemen and pass rushers get shuffled top five. Will, I love this. I think if you have a prop bet right now or if you have any type of draft gambling, I get my hands on much as I can on draft stock that Pit care and that Pitts going or Carolina's going with Pitt quarterback, Kenny Pickett.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I would love this as well. I think that they do draft him. I also think it might be the only way Matt Rule can keep his job after this yep. season is if he's got a rookie quarterback that he's trying to help groom. So I think that's the route they go with to try to, so that the GM, the coach can save their job is to draft a rookie quarterback.
2: The NFL announced the first ever regular season game will be played in Germany this season. Love to leave it. The league continuing to move internationally. That's actually one of five games that'll be international this upcoming season. Hard, hard leave. It's never yeah. going
0: to work. You're never going to put franchises anywhere else. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It isn't going to work out. So I don't know why you're doing this and wasting everyone's time. I get money. That's why. Uh, maybe you can sell it out because I mean they, they love the game at Spurs Stadium. Was, was they made a ton of money off of it. Some of the games at Wembley, they made a ton of money. Some they didn't. So it, it's I understand why they're trying to do it, because they need to continue to grow. And it's really, really hard to do right now in in, in America. How do you get any larger? It's just never going to stick anywhere else where they watch soccer. It's not going to happen.
1: I leave this. I mean, the London expert. I mean, if you want to do it in some type of experiment in London, that's fine. Mexico, I'm OK with it. Don't keep heading east. And that means it's eventually going to head over to Asia. And it's just, I don't think it's going to work. So maybe this will be the kind of buck stops here moment for the national football league.
0: I, I will say this, the two places they could are Toronto, but you already have Buffalo, right? But you could, you could go to Canada. You could go to yes. Mexico city if you had better yes. policing there. Cause they have other solid infrastructure, in Mexico city. Um, I mean, it's kind of a tech haven right now. Mexico city is that just don't have, you know, the policing's not good enough to be able to get that done
2: just screws up the schedule when you go international. Yep, I mean, exactly, just, it, it's awful for the actual teams going and playing. Last one. Brian- and actually, hang on real
1: quick. Actually, send all the teams. Don't do this whole, well, we're not going to send New England, Atlanta, and Dallas because we don't want them to lose a home game. Like, stop sending the same rotation of eight freaking franchises over there and screwing up the schedule. Green Bay. Exactly. Cater.
2: Yeah. Green Bay Packers, the only team ever not to ever play game internationally. I found that interesting last night when I read it. Last one, Brian Windhorst is reporting the Sixers and Nets are closing in on a blockbuster deal that could feature James Harden and Ben Simmons and a potential swap. Lever leave it. The deal reaches the finish line. I'm going to leave this
1: like Windhorse It's weird. Windhorse will go on stations in New York and be like, Steve Nash is a liar. James Harden's not going to be in a Nets uniform come Thursday night. And then he goes on national television, and it's, I don't know if this is going to actually reach the finish line. And it just, I get it. It's tough being an insider because your sources can send you one way and then pull you the other Will I just, I don't, I I just, there's something that tells me this deal doesn't get done, whether it's Philly pulling out late or Brooklyn pulling out late, but this swap isn't going to happen.
0: Yeah, You see, they're trying to get a good young player as well out of Philly and Philly's not willing to do that. And if Philly's unwilling to do that, then they're not going to make this trade. Not just Ben Simmons. They're not just going to swap this and or take on a second bad contract to take on Ben Simmons as well. There's no chance this happens. If they don't come off of a good young player, will Philly do that? That'll be the big question. If they do, I think it gets done. If they don't then I agree with you, Ivins. I don't think it gets done. I'll be real. You're not winning a title either way. So would you like to not win a title with James Harden? Would you like to not win a title with Ben Simmons?
1: That's very accurate. It's New Balance Knoxville each and every morning. When we rotate, it doesn't matter if we're getting the warm weather gear, the cold weather gear, or the perfect fit. Will, sharing her staff, what they do for us, they can do for the listeners as well there in the Suburban Shopping Center.
0: That's right, New Balance Knoxville Suburban Shopping Center, the perfect fit every time. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes. They have them. It's going to be 60 degrees this weekend. It's going to be 60 yeah. twice next week. Spring's coming. Get your spring gear in New Balance Knoxville now.
1: Other side, we grab into what Tennessee did last night. Just to knock off a of Mississippi State team, who is actually one of the more dominant conference teams at home. Yeah, they've struggled this year, but they've struggled away from the hump. Tennessee, they go down for 40 minutes, start strong. Finish strong and they keep the hot streak going. We explain next here on the flagship station for Tennessee Hoops. 99.1, the Sports Animal.
0: What companies would you want to work for? Just
1: Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is
0: ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished
1: by Just Capital.